0: Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com.
1: Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to episode 610 now of The Ron and Don Show, and we are back in the Les Schwab studios.
0: What's up, Ron and Don Nation?
1: Hey, coming up with The Ron and Don Show, let's talk about this. In fact, we were talking to Mitch.Lones yesterday, and he was telling us you would not believe the number of first-time buyers that are entering the market in the Seattle, Tacoma, Fife, Fremont area right now. We're going to tell you why that is, and if you're a first-time buyer, maybe why you should join them. Also coming up, let's talk about the summer vacation, and why is the summer vacation dying, and you can't believe what people are doing instead. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Ron, did you check out social media feeds? Because it seems like every picture, if you're a parent, is of a mom, dad dropping their kid off or taking a picture and saying, Hey, it's the first day of eighth grade or the first day of kindergarten or it's the last year of high school. or I just dropped my girl off at college in Wazoo. Uh I enjoy all those uh, 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 pictures and videos. What, what, what say you? Because you don't have kids, so they're probably annoying to you, right?
0: No, I see them, I and I think it's fun. It's, it's interesting uh, to me to watch how everyone navigates this. And, and I sort of look through the lens of, I have a, a couple friends where they uh, have just turned into empty nesters for the first time. And, and I saw my sister go through this and now some very close friends. And it, it's just interesting to see how different people respond to it. Like I've had uh, one person is like, Oh my God, this is so weird. Like uh, I'm, I'm discombobulated. Like I've been in a certain mode for you know, two decades and then all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. And now, uh, I, I like I'm having thoughts of like my own mortality. And like it really kind of put this person in a bit of a, bit of a tailspin. because it's like, I, it's, it's just weird of going nonstop year after year after year of like, I'm going to pick up someone from practice and I got to grab this thing on the way home. And then I'm driving over here to do this activity and oops, forgot the thing for dinner. And then we're, you know, all this stuff to go from that to basically nothing and it's like i don't need to make dinner tonight yeah if i want to have cheese and crackers i can if i want to make dinner it's fine but like there's no expectation i've had other people in these transition points be like this is great (laughs) it's like i've I've been waiting for this i've been planning for this like i have all kinds of stuff that i'm wanting to do and i'm gonna you know go to places i've been wanting to go and do some things i've been wanting to do And so seeing that um is is very interesting and, and also i don't know if you do this at all of forecasting I, i've sort of in the back of my mind and hopefully this doesn't offend parents in the back of my mind as you see kids grow up there's certain kids where you're like that kid's gonna be okay that kid's smart like they're gonna you know they're gonna be all right and there's other kids who are like boy, if that kid stays out of jail or, if they, like, I don't know if they're college material or, man, I wouldn't be surprised if I get could call some, you know, hear a story someday yeah. about something going off the rails. And so seeing which one of those kind of you're right about, and I like being uh, uh, wrong in those scenarios. We're like, okay, like the person that that kid was at 12 versus the person they are at 18 or 19 is totally different and they really found their way. Like I'm enjoying watching that. I haven't had a lot of friends where they went the other way. Once you know what can happen where they can be a really sweet 12 year old. And by the time they're 18 can be headed to jail. Uh, So I haven't had that experience, but I've had the one where you're like, eh, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you're coming into your own. And, yeah. and it's still touch and go a little bit, but, like, go off into the world.
1: Yeah. Kenny, Kenny Chesney sings a song about a young dad that had a child out of wedlock, and he was a teenager, but he really stepped in. And There Goes My World? Yeah, There Goes My Life. There Goes My World. Uh,
0: That's a great song And it's, it's true well
1: Yeah, it's true You feel that my, my son's first day of school Was yesterday And so I posted A picture of him He decided yesterday He wanted to wear some He wanted to pull his socks All the way up He wanted to wear some Bright green Nikes uh, he wore. He came out with a headband. <laughs> I've never seen him wear. He had sun. He had all this stuff, and I mean, he did not have this confidence in in the sixth or seventh grade. So this confidence has come from somewhere. And what's really interesting about about my son Gunnar is I've raised him next to a young lady. Uh, who is one of my really good friends? His name is Daryl. He ha- he has a little girl. who's no longer a little girl. In fact, she just got a driver's license. And and Ron has known Daryl. We've known Daryl for 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 the past thirty years. And uh, Daryl reminds me the song a little bit because he's a, he he was a young dad, young father. He was uh, he's a single dad, and so he's been raising his, raising his daughter Mackenzie. And he made a video for me yesterday because I'd sent him a picture. And I took that picture that everyone takes out standing by the front door. And here we go. Here comes eighth grade. And I, I put that online and then I sent it to him. I shared it with him. And then he sent a video back to me and he's in his car and he tells me, and I, I had to get, per- he's very private. I had to get permission from him to post this, which I just posted it. And it it is going viral. And I thought maybe I would, I would play this for you today. And if you want to see it, just find Don O'Neill on Facebook. And I, do, uh, Yeah. Just follow me on Facebook and and Daryl's on there. And you you should say he's sitting in his car. It's the first day of her school year. He's dropping her off, but you look and you see, but she's not in the car. And at first I thought, uh, has Daryl gone crazy? Because uh, Daryl is a little crazy. (laughs) He is a little... He is a little crazy. So, so anyway, I'm going to play this for you. I'm going to be quiet. Let me find it here. Oh, there's the pictures of my son yesterday on the front doorstep, which he never cared about his pictures. Now he really cares about them and the way that he looks and all that stuff. So he, let's see. Where is Daryl at, you guys? One sec. Thanks for being patient. Here he is. Here, let me, let me, let me rewind it. So this is him in his car dropping off his daughter but she is not in the car. Uh, Let's see if any of you parents out there, and especially you girl dads, let's see if you relate to this.
0: Well, this is a really crazy
1: day because Mackenzie is going to school and I'm going to work. The difference is she's in her car and I'm in my car. Can you believe it? If you look in the rearview mirror, that's Mackenzie coming behind me right there. Oh my gosh, this is like the first time Oh, you guys, time flies by too fast. That's my little baby behind me in a car. Oh, look at that. Okay. I better sign off. I feel some allergies coming on, so I'm going to need a Kleenex. Okay. Bye. There you go. So that's our our good friend Daryl dropping off his daughter yesterday. And then after he turned the camera off, uh, she ran into him, and, <laughs> and uh, he's been at Harbor View ever since. We'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Ron and here for Les Schwab, and guess what? It's the summer se- driving season, so that probably means that uh, you want to take your boat somewhere. Yeah, or maybe you want to take your travel trailer, your Jayco, the little pop-up, whatever it is. A lot of times when they're driving, we think of things on four wheels, but not the other thing on two, four, or eight wheels, and that could be your travel trailer or your boat trailer, or your ATV trailer, guess what? Les Schwab has you covered this summer. Yeah, we told
0: you about the free pre-trip safety check. Take your boat trailer in there. There's nothing worse than getting a flat or problem with with the boat on the back. We had a boat fly off a trailer when I was a kid. It was a disaster. So go to Les Schwab right now. Set that up. You can schedule your appointment in advance at leschwab.com or stop by any location. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952.
1: Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Dawn. Now, listen to me. I had a neighbor walk up the street and say to me the other day, hey, we're interested in having you sell our home, but it seems like this is a bad time to sell a home, and we need the money from our home to leave Queen Anne, Washington, and we're going to Mexico, and we're taking our dog that we found in Mexico, Poncho, We're taking them back home, and that's where we're gonna live from now on. What's crazy is, the gentleman that owns that house used to own the house that I'm sitting in. They sold me this house, right? Anyway, I had some good news for them, and I had to tell them, hey, it's the summer months, you wanna sell in the fall? The market is actually very good right now for sellers, but your home must be dialed in, and Ron, you must do your work in this marketplace right now. And if you do, Sellers, you will be rewarded,
0: right? Yeah, and it all starts with the Ronadon sit down. No obligation. It's free of charge. It's on Zoom. It's about half an hour. Email me directly, Ron at Ronadon.com, or go to the website ronadonsitdown.com. All
1: right you guys, welcome back to the Ronadon show. And of course you didn't run into him. That would have been funny though. As long as he was okay. <laughs> anyway, if you want to see that video, just find me Don O'Neill on Facebook. Also, if you need our help as friends, as broadcasters, as realtors, just go to Ron and Don Sit and and we can sit down today. This is this is kind of interesting as I plan our summer vacation every year, and I was ch- uh, trying this summer to plan a summer vacation with my son. And we have some really good vacations. In fact, you and I and Gunnar have a vacation coming up next spring. We've had some really good vacations in the fall. Every year on our birthdays in, in April, we pick a city, whether it be D.C. or New York or Chicago, and we'll go, go to one of those places and just kind of explore it together. And, and he really loves to travel. I think he loves to travel as much as, as Mr. Ron does. I mean, he really loves it. In fact, over the summer, uh, he did his first trip alone. Uh, going to see family. He's 13 years old, going to see family members uh, back in Michigan. He had a really great experience and I was really, really proud of him. And you think about the confidence that he got from that. Maybe that's why he wore his green shoes and his uh, his bandana and his glasses and all that stuff and pulled his socks all the way up to his knees. Because, uh, uh, in, in fact, when he got out of the car yesterday, I said, are you going to pull your socks all the way up to your knee? And he goes, yeah. And, and, and I said, why are you doing that? And he goes, Cause I like to. And I said, what do you think about other kids that make fun of you? He goes, I don't care. I do it. I, I do it cause I like to. So I thought that that was really great. We, we, we planned some summer vacations this summer. And what ended up happening is all of a sudden we we're going to go down, down south. And then, and then Phoenix is now 115, 116 degrees, right? We, we planned on going down to California. And then what happened? They ended up having a hurricane a hurricane off the Pacific. Uh, We planned on going to Maui, and and God bless Maui. We, We all know what happened in Maui. So what we ended up doing is just having a lot of fun here in the Pacific Northwest. We kind of vacationed in place. And, Ron, what's interesting is it seems like... The, the the summer vacation for a lot of people is going away, and they're saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to spend all that money, time, and energy maybe in the fall or or another part of the year, right?
0: Yeah, especially when they talk about uh, longer trips, let's say to Europe or whatever, where these these the global warming has caused stuff to be miserably hot, uh, and so they're saying the the fall vacation is the new summer vacation if if you can do it. So especially empty nesters. Ah, uh, people that that don't have small kids in tow are saying, "Screw traveling in July! Like, where where are we going to go?" <laughs> like, what, like, that every that everyone else is not. Well, at, even if you if, think about standing in line, at, like Disney World would be like a huge thing yeah. uh, for a lot of families with small kids, or Disneyland. Can you imagine standing in Orlando, Florida, in July? Mm, no. it, it has to be triple digits. 90% I can't. Humidity. I can't imagine standing
1: those lines ever. I, it's a I, Disneyland yeah. in
0: California. Give Again, me a mountain. Don't give it's me like triple digits. The Matterhorn. So, like, like these. The idea of doing this is what you ran into, and they're saying that the trend is to push this later and later and later, and try to figure out is there a way to accommodate this with kids' school? Um, you know, I. I it's it's funny because you and I in our generation, and I think your parents were probably similar to mine, they would have never in a million years considered taking me out of school to do a family trip. Like it had to be, right. like you were locked into the school schedule. Yeah. That was it. That was the gospel. Uh, you'd never change it. And now I think parents are a little more lenient to go, hey, we've got a really cool opportunity, and, and if you're going to miss a couple days of school, what you're going to learn by like I know of some Bam. families that have gone overseas and like yeah you're gonna learn more experiencing this other culture in a week than you would in a week in the classroom provided someone's not way behind in math or reading or or something like that uh and and I see the logic in that would you pull your kid out of school. And I'm not saying you're going to go to Ellensburg. I'm saying you're going to go nothing wrong with Ellensburg.
1: We're doing that. We're doing that next year to go diving. He'll, he'll have to be pulled out of school for part of that for sure. And, and I already told him, I said, Hey, if your grades aren't up to snuff, then you will be left behind. So you have to make sure we have to make sure. And I said, do a good job this year. If you need some help, if you're struggling with math, if reading's an issue, whatever that is, we, we got to make sure that you have traction. Uh, so. Next spring, when, when I pull you out of school, I'm confident to know that we can do that work on the road or we can do some of that work ahead of time or afterwards, because especially in eighth grade, you don't want to bu- you don't want to miss some of the building blocks that you just have to have to have success in high school. And of course, high school then becomes a springboard, not only for college, but I'm open to a trade school, being an entrepreneur, starting a business. Uh, he and I are, are, he's, he's interested in starting a business and, uh, with me. In fact, he's given us, uh, given me a couple of good business ideas and also my partner, Joe, he's given him some ideas. So, so yeah, I think I, I, I think the difference is with our parents; they're they're not pulling you out of school to go to Paris, right? They're pulling you out of school to go to Pennsylvania, and probably the travel trailer and station wagon, the old country squire. And you can still and learn that, a lot with that, and that and and that does make it a lot a, a lot different. When, when do you where do you think the shift is? Where was the cultural shift where people said, "You know what? We're going to travel, but we're going to be world travelers. My kid's going to have a passport. We're going to get on airplanes and and go places." Because when 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 we were younger, I, even when I look at the fabric of, of my family, uh, my little sister went out of the country one time to Australia. Uh, I don't think my brother's ever been out of the country. My sister's never been out of the country. My mother had never been out of the country till later in life. My dad never left the country. My grandparents never left the country. My aunts, uncles, all my cousins—I only have one. Co- uh, my four cousins. I think I have one cousin. Uh, that has been out of the country, and and they travel, though, right? And they have a cabin, they go fishing, they're very active, but they spend most of their time in Illinois, Florida, and and up in the UP like a lot of people in the Midwest do. But there certainly has been
0: a shift. When when do you think that happened and why? I mean, travel's become more accessible, but, you know, I had friends growing up, or one of my best friend's mom worked for TWA, so he would constantly be like, I'm going to Italy. And I was very jealous, and my big regret in life is to not – Go along with him. Yeah, but Anthony was an
1: outlier. He He was an outlier. He was an, he was an, I I think what I'm saying and sharing was more common. I don't think it's as common now.
0: Correct. And I think travel has become more accessible. I mean, people have, you know, flights have become more reasonable. Uh, I think discretionary income has gone up a little bit, uh, from back in the day when you were, you know, really hour for wage job. Like many people in our friend group are not hour for a wage job like my mom had to be at work from this time to this time and that was it so there's no way to remote work of what she did and so nowadays if you are in a more of a culture where you can open up a laptop and just the technological advances has allowed people to like you can be in a foreign country and catch a zoom meeting you can be in a foreign country and check your email and get back to someone and so that that uh in concert with like flights yeah. Driving the price down, I think it made that.
1: And, and I think a big difference is social media, don't you? Uh, we had a. I I went on a hike the other day, and what I noticed is there were more people there from other parts of the country, and they were all there taking pictures and making videos. But the reason they were there is because they saw, for instance. Uh, they were in Connecticut and, and they're living the van life. And they saw somebody post a video about the enchantments in Washington state. And they're like, we're going to Washington state and we're going to climb the enchantments. Let's do that. Right. When, when you, when you think about when we were growing up, Europe was a place where World war II happened. Uh, we, th- we, we think of Vietnam. Well, that was the place where the Vietnam war happened or Korea. We, we, a lot of times we, we, we look at things as far as geography goes and we think of the history that we learned in school, but all of a sudden we start seeing pictures and videos and then we start seeing people that look like us that are interacting in these places around the world and we're like you know what i got a little fomo here i i, I want to go there too and then, and then to bring on the anthony bourdain's of the world and everyone like him uh not only did he show us how accessible travel was but also how fun it could be to work, to, to to become a world citizen i to so.
0: bring it a lot closer to home here i think rick steve's yeah. In, in PBS. Like back in the day before cable, everyone had PBS. It's yeah. a good one. Uh, he's a local guy and he was, a, he looks like an accountant. And so when he came out and was like, you can go to, yeah. here's what it's like to go to Ireland. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, if that guy can go to Ireland, like I can go to Ireland. Yeah, And so I think the proliferation of of travel TV, like books like Lonely Planet, travel guides, and all these things kind of coalesced into people going, Okay, like I I want to just see what's out there, and I can do it now. Whereas before, it was just prohibitively expensive, or just was not a thing that would, just wasn't a thing. Yeah, put a bow
1: around it. I I will say this: when when I talk to friends, and I, and I don't want to make this a political topic, but but it is a little bit. I mean, it just it it just falls that way. And and I have lots of friends on both sides of the aisle, some that are in the middle of the aisle, some that aren't even in the building. So uh, and what's interesting is my friends that travel tend to not put America first. They tend to put the world first. Right. And then and then my friends that haven't traveled, that haven't left the United States. This is the greatest country on God's green earth. But then when you start looking at it statistically, no, we're not. We're we're the greatest country on God's green earth when it comes to, let's say, I don't know, education. We're not. I don't even think we're in the top 30. When it comes to healthcare. I don't even think we're in the top 25. When it comes to uh, the military, no, we're not. China has a much bigger Navy than we have. Uh, when it comes to nuclear pro- proliferation, yeah, we have about 6,000 nukes, and Russia has about 6,000 nukes. Other than that, when, when, you, when you begin to travel, you really begin to see that why it's so great to live here, and I love being here, and I, and I, I love the principles of America, and I hope that we can hang on to those. I I don't think when you get to the pearly gates that God's going to ask you if you're a United States citizen or not, because the bottom line is this. We still represent 4% of the world's population, and we consume 78% of everything there is to consume around the world. We are consumers and, and 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 part of that is I go through my garbage. I I have to go around to all my rentals and go through the garbage cuz otherwise it gets tagged cuz all the garbage is mixed. And people that come stay at my rentals, you might have 3 or 4 different doors on a rental property. They 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 look at garbage differently and they've been taught about garbage differently in different parts of the world, so the garbage is all always mixed together. So I'm always going through people's garbage. And I'm pretty amazed at just the gluttony. And all the stuff that we consume and all the stuff that we throw away. Be a world citizen. Travel. Even if it's in the fall, we will see you on the other side of this.
0: We're on here with Mitch Weeks. You hear him on the show from Mitch.loans. And Mitch, you have a cool program out right now because interest rates are higher than they've been for quite a while, but you have a solution possibly for buyers. We do. Rates are high, but they're expected to go down. And that's why we came up with this program. It's the rate replace program. So you can buy at current rates. And then when rates drop within the next year or so, you actually get to replace that rate, and the fees are on us. So you can refinance that loan into a new loan, and we will cover the lender fees for you so that's the rate and replace program replace that rate very cool so that's a, a really a good incentive for buyers uh, you can buy now with the security of knowing that mitch at mitch.loans will replace that rate check him out right now online at mitch.loans that's mitch.loans
1: all right you guys welcome back uh, to the ron and shows. you know we're realtors as well as broadcasters as well as your friends follow us on social media i'm don o'neill he's ron upshaw uh, this is kind of interesting cause people are always asking, is it a buyer's market or a seller's market? We'll talk more about this, uh, this Friday coming up on our real estate only podcast. Uh, we do three podcasts every week. Where we just kind of talk about everything in general that we used to talk about on terrestrial radio. And we talk about now, which is so fun, you guys. And then this Friday, each and every Friday, we do about 15, 18 minutes. It's real estate only. And we try to share with you. Some of the things that may be helpful if you're buying a home for the first time, or if you're downsizing, upsizing, right-sizing, investing, (laughs) buying, selling, whatever it is. So, And we'll do more of that on this topic I'm about to talk about uh, uh, coming up this Friday. But but it's interesting in Seattle, because if somebody asks me, is this a good time to sell a home? It actually is a really good time to sell a home. And then they'll ask me, is it a good time to buy a home? And I'll say, yeah, it is a really good time to buy a home. And they're like, how can that be? How can it be? It's a great time to sell a home and a great time to buy a home. I'll answer the sell, and then I'll ask Ron to answer the buy. If you are a luxury homeowner, uh, here in, in Seattle or anywhere and you're over, let's say you, you want a home that's on the other side of 2.5 to $3 million and up. It, it's a little hard to sell that house right now unless you're on the east side and you're close to tech. But even heading over to Lake, Lake Sammamish, I looked at a bunch of luxury homes over there that have been sitting on the market and we didn't see this, uh, two and three years ago. If it's a three, $3.5 million home and it's on the lake on Sammamish, they're kind of sitting 90, 100, 110, 120 days. But if you have a house that's under 2 million in Seattle or over on the east side, they are selling like this. And if it's a house that's under 1.2, it is, for the most part, multiple offers. It is just as fierce as it was, even though interest rates have gone up. And as a result of that, if you're a seller, Again, if you're a seller and you're under about $2.5 million, this is a great time to sell. Now let's shift to buyers and think about these numbers. Think about these numbers, buyers. If we go back to 2007, 2008, when we kind of had this crash... That's when I bought the house that I'm sending in right now. And there were people that I encouraged to go out and buy and they didn't listen to me. I remember after my spin classes on Wednesday, I would drive around this neighborhood and I called a couple of my friends and I said, this is the time that you should buy. They were too scared to do it. Because of the looming recession. These were people that I knew that had the resources, the credit and the money put away to do it. So I wasn't encouraging people. And, and, and I wasn't a real estate agent then. So I wasn't trying to make a commission doing it. I, ju- I was just looking out for some of my friends and I'm like, Hey, if you're going to buy a home, now you should buy a home. This home right here. Uh, And I've shared this story before without doing anything to it. I bought for forty five. Today it's worth almost two million dollars. They say it's actually worth around four million dollars because all the work that I've done on on this house. So this house that I bought back in two thousand ten, yeah, because things were still kind of looming the financial crisis ended up being a great buy for me. Now let's fast forward to right now, buyers, and people are saying, well, we are in a bit of a crisis, I think, but it's a different crisis because we're looking at inflation, but people actually have jobs. Mortgages and banks haven't really fallen apart, even though that we saw a couple banks get challenged. It seems like the economy is kind of in a different place than we saw in two thousand eight, nine, 9, and 10. Think about this, though. When it comes to buyers that are around the age of 35, cause that's the average age of a first time home buyer compared to 2008, nine and 10, when I was buying, there's actually six million more of those 35 plus buyers that are in the marketplace right now that are looking to buy. 6 million more than we had 13, 14, and even 15 years ago. So that's even put more pressure on the housing market. As a result of that, there's even more of a lack of supply that we've seen in the last decade, decade and a half. The only way to get out of that is to build your way out of that. But builders are standing on the sidelines right now because interest rates are so high and they have to go out and either borrow money from the bank or get a hard money loan from some private equity company. And so, for many of them, they don't want to take the risk. And they're like, you know what? We're going to sit here. We're going to do small jobs. We're going to cobble stuff together. And we're going to wait to see where this economy is going before we jump back in. And they're waiting for the interest rates to come down. Buyers, listen to me. Interest rates are going to come down, but probably not that much. If you're waiting for there to be less buyers, now is the time when there's less buyers, but guess what? There is also less inventory. That's why Dave Ramsey says, if you're going to buy a home, you buy a home now and you buy a home in the next five years, because again, if you're waiting for the math to change, it's only going to get worse for those first-time buyers out there, Ron.
0: What say you? Yeah, I think this it's the familiar refrain that we always have is... A, how, what do you think is going to happen in the Seattle market, the Pacific Northwest? And B, are you biased? Are you hanging on to something that no longer exists? And I, I think those two things drive how you feel about whether or not this is an opportunity or a pitfall. Because if you think, if, if you're in the Seattle market and you are bullish on Seattle and you go, yeah, there's still some, you know problems that seattle has to solve and there's some issues uh uh uh, civically that need to be handled but i think long term that you know tech is going to stay here this is a city that's going to continue to grow uh then you're right this is a a great time to do either Uh, but if you are pessimistic and you're all you do is see problems then you're going to live in that reality. And so uh, I I I agree with you that if if you're a buyer right now and you're not hanging on to some imaginary interest rate that doesn't exist anymore, um then you just go, well this is the world I live in now. And so I'm going to make decisions based on now. Uh, we have a lot of people and we deal with them all the time that live in the past and they want what happened in the past. And politically and financially, and it's like, I'm sorry, I, Don and I, as good a real estate agent as we are, I can't give you the past. Like, I don't have a time machine. I, I cannot go into a loan office and get you a 2.85%. Like, that's not going to happen. So if you want to live in the past, you can, but that will freeze you from taking any action. Uh, and the people that can go, this is where I'm living now. I'm going to make the best decisions I can now. And maybe that means I've buy a different house than I would have bought three years ago, uh, a different price point, a different style, a different neighborhood, uh, a different, uh, you know, payment every month. But because of what I believe about this area, it's still in five, 10 years from now, I'm not going to look back and regret that. In fact, ask anyone that owns their, I'm in real estate and someone asked me the other day, what's your interest rate? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what my interest rate is yeah i had to look it up uh and i was like oh okay that's what my interest rate is in and, and on, on a rental property it's like i didn't know what my interest rate was uh, because i don't care about the interest rate now because i know what my payment is i know how much equity i have in that house like i could tell you what what my equity position the, is the
1: herd follows the interest rate
0: right yeah. but i, I can't tell you don't want you, you, you don't
1: want you don't want to be the herd you want to be like dave ramsey or warren buffett when everyone's running you run to it when they're running to it you run from it so
0: yeah so um, yeah it's a great time to it's a great time to make good decisions I think, and, and that can be as a buyer or a seller. It's a, it's never a good time to make bad decisions, but it's always a great time to make good decisions.
1: Yeah, think about here in the Northwest, three years ago when things just got really crazy, a lot of property values in one year here here in the great Pacific Northwest went up 31%. The following year, they still went up 13%. So 20, 2021, 13%, 2022, they still went up 7%. And in twenty twenty three, they'll still be up six to seven percent. And next year, another six to seven percent. So, so in luxury, and some of those numbers are 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 considered and kind of baked in, you can't really look at luxury properties because luxury properties and luxury realtors right now are really struggling. Cause you if you if you have to go out and buy a luxury property right now and you can't loan that money yourself. It, it's very expensive to do it. But chances are, if you can, own, you can afford to own a luxury home or multiple uh, luxury homes. I was reading Kevin Costner the other day uh, through his divorce proceedings. His cash flow every month is $1.5 million. Wow. <laughs> and his wife wants $163,000 each and every month. Because she said, my kids, my three kids, they know luxury and they love luxury and they need to have luxury when they come over to my house too otherwise they're not going to want to come over to my house and they're going to want to stay at kevin's house and i looked at that and i said well you're the one that filed for divorce so anyway hey you guys thanks for listening to this episode of the ron and Don show if you need us if you're thinking about selling in the next six months next 12 months we should be talking right now now so reach out to us okay and you can reach out to me specifically if you like i'm don at ronandon.com or look at our website ronandonsitdown.com and we'll sit down we'll do an introductory meeting to each other uh, and a lot of you have actually introduced us to your parents or you've introduced us to your friends your next door neighbors we really appreciate the referrals because it's a referral business, ronanddonsitdown.com. Uh, and we appreciate that so much today. And if you're thinking about buying, Ron, uh, what can people do?
0: Yeah, just email me directly, ron at Ronandon.com, or you can go to our website, Ronandonsitdown.com, Set up a Zoom call. Let's have a meeting. We'll get you set up, strategize, and get on the road to making you a buyer.
1: Yeah, and don't forget, if you want to meet my friend, Daryl, uh, that video is up right now on my Facebook page. Find Don O'Neill and you can check out that video. It's really, really great. It's really wonderful. So we hope you had a great first week of school for all the parents out there. Uh, We hope you guys had a great, great summer. Thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. For our clients out there, we have a big client appreciation party coming up here in about a month. So look for an invitation for us. We're very, very excited about that. And uh, also... Don't forget to get signed up for our newsletter, stay in touch with us, see what we're doing with our different podcasts, and where we'll be showing up around the great Pacific Northwest. Again, all that information is down, com, and we do not sell your information. All right. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Ron and Don show. And thanks for that, you guys. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
0: So keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.